on pressing forward uh, with one piece of legislation to try and bundle together 30 years worth of far left priorities. And the American people are not warm to this idea. So let's actually solve the problems. Let's, let's start by killing the toddler tax, the toddler takeover that the Democrats propose in this legislation. Let's repeal Build Back Better. Let's come together and solve these working class challenges. That's Senator Todd Young as they continue to speak there on Capitol Hill about the Build Back Better agenda. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. He is the senator from Indiana. I don't know what's going to be taken from this press conference and, and actually utilized, but if they can really start personalizing and saying you're raising the, the, the cost of childcare, you're doing this, you're doing that, and here's how it affects you at your kitchen table. Uh, well, that's a that's the place that Republicans don't often live and breathe. Uh, they are uh, unfortunately very bad at connecting in that way. You know who was best at connecting in that way? Trump. Be clear. I didn't, I didn't ask if you liked him. I don't care what you think of his personality. In terms of connecting with people and reaching them where they are, come on. Unbelievably good. Before that, Ronald Reagan. That's why they call him Reagan Democrats. I mean, it's just it was just there, understanding that you're talking to a human being. You know who didn't understand that? Hillary Clinton. And uh, speaking of, I, I should I should note that there is. A rumor. And the rumor is that Hillary Clinton is going to position herself to run against Joe Biden for the primary in 2024. Ew, David. What? I'm not the one who came up with the rumor. Don't get angry with me. Hillary 2024 is the greatest thing that could happen. Not winning, running, because she can't win. Greatest thing that could happen ever. Because it's not like she's become more likable. The same arguments for her are going to get made. It's going to be precious. It's what it tells us that this rumor could exist in a way that that makes waves. And, and I can't tell you yet that it make, it's making waves. It could be something that got floated out there to do damage. <laughs> Rumors can do damage. You talk about Hillary running in 2024. Who does it do damage to? Hold on. I did not bring this up to Producer Ari before we started the show. Producer Ari, let's, let's see how good you, you are at this. You, I, I float the rumor that Hillary Clinton is going to run in 2024. Who, to whom does that do damage? <laughs> Hillary Clinton. <laughs> well, that's funny. Uh, Biden, I would say. Oh, Ari, so close. Kamala Harris. Yeah. Uh, nope, nope, nope. Sorry. First answer is the only answer. You're right. You're right. Kamala Harris. And who is the other one? Mayor Pete. And Mayor Pete. 
That's absolutely right. The damage is done to Pete Buttigieg and Kamala Harris because it says your two front runners for 2024 ain't good enough, which is also the correct answer. Now, if you ask, is Hillary crazy enough to run? The answer is, well, of course she is. Did she or did she not actually go on TV and read the acceptance speech she never gave for president in 2016? It burns her. It haunts her. She can't sleep at night. She can barely eat. She certainly can't look at Bill. She wakes up every day to Joe Biden being president. Do you know how many jokes she was in the room for that they told about Joe Biden when he was vice president and she was secretary of state? Do you have any idea how many times she has patted Joe Biden on the head and said, no, who needs a cookie? Come on. Do you know how many times Hillary Clinton has heard Joe Biden give an idea and she has turned to him in a room full of people and said, bitch, please, my gosh. And he's president. He's getting a library. It's going to have two books. He's going to get a presidential library. And, uh, And she lost to Trump. Oh, it's got to burn. Of course she'll do it. Of course she will do it. But just, just the rumor alone, very, very damaging to to Kamala and, and to Pete Buttigieg. Very much so. Oh, it's one of my, it's one of my favorite stories. Saw it, I was like, oh, that's amazing. This one, not so much. This is the, 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 the headline, right? This, this is the headline, and I, I know I'm going to talk about it later as well, but it, it's just so on, on the mind. U.S. reaches 800,000 COVID-19 deaths. That's the story. It's an Associated Press story. The U.S. death toll from COVID topped 800,000 on Tuesday, a once unimaginable figure seen as doubly tragic, given that more than 200,000 of those lives were lost after the vaccine became available practically for the asking last spring. Now, I I, I did not go to J school. Uh, I'm not a journalist. I've never claimed to be a journalist, and, and I am very clear about not being a journalist. That sounds to me like an absolutely terrible opening paragraph. It seems like there's there's a lot of personal thoughts in there, seen as doubly tragic, lives lost after the vaccine became available practically for the asking. What that man, journalism has gone downhill. But there's a problem with this. And the problem with this. It says U.S. reaches 800,000 COVID-19 deaths. And then it says the U.S. death toll from COVID-19 is roughly equivalent to how many Americans die each year from heart disease or stroke. The operative word here is from. The U.S. death toll from COVID-19. I put forth to you that that is not true. The U.S. death toll with COVID-19. Okay, okay. From, 
would make one believe that these 800,000 people were perfectly healthy walking God's earth. Then they were struck with the COVID and died on the spot. But we know that's not true. Comorbidities aplenty, multiple comorbidities, whether we're talking about obesity or hypertension, uh, uh, diabetes, other issues. They weren't perfectly healthy people in their prime. They were multitudes in their late 70s and in their 80s who died. And they had comorbidities, other things at play. What does it take to be honest? Why can't we be honest about this? Why can't we say with, not from? Well, to say with is to then kind of lessen what the severity of COVID is. Allow me to be clear. When the numbers do come out, and one day they will come out, we'll find that the numbers of people who died of COVID, from COVID, and only COVID, will be less by magnitudes of hundreds of thousands of people. That's what we're going to find. This is part of that really, really ugly take. Uh, This idea that one cannot have any other point of view. I I, I shared a a tweet. And it was uh, with a link uh, to... um, AHA journals, right? American Heart Association journals, ahajournals.org. This story was originally published November 8th, 2021. What does it say? It's an abstract, 10712. mRNA COVID vaccines dramatically increase endothelial inflammatory markers and ACS risk as a measured as measured by the plus cardiac test a warning the abstract that they have come up with here our group has been using the plus cardiac test a clinically validated measurement of multiple protein biomarkers, which generates a score predicting the five-year risk or uh, the percentage chance of a new acute coronary syndrome, ACS, acute coronary syndrome. The score is based on changes from the norm of multiple protein biomarkers, including IL-16, which is a pro-inflammatory cytokine. And then, of course, it gets into a lot of uh, medical jargon to which I have uh, no expertise. Here's what I can do. I can read. Elevation above the norm increases the plus score, while decreases below the norm lowers the plus score. The, I'm sorry, no, I said plus, pulse, P-U-L-S, the pulse score, P-U-L-S. I th- yeah, I think that's saying that right. This report summarizes those results. A total of 556 uh, points or patients aged 28 to 97. Male-female ratio 1 to 1. 
seen in preventive cardiology practices had a new test drawn from two to 10 weeks following the second COVID shot and was compared to the previous score drawn three to five months previously pre-shot. So they had, they, 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 they took a blood draw. Then uh, they let uh, the, the patient get both COVID shots. And then two to 10 weeks after that, they took a second blood draw. Baseline IL-16 increased from 35 above the norm to 82 above the norm post-vaccine. So, the argument, therefore, at the time of this report, these changes persist for at least two and a half months post-second dose of vaccine. We conclude that the mRNA vaccine, which is Pfizer and Moderna, dramatically increased inflammation on the endothelium and T-cell infiltration of cardiac muscle and may account for the observations of increased thrombosis, cardiomyopathy, and other vascular events following vaccination. Now I ask you, not to be a scientist, not to be a doctor. Let us not pretend uh, that we are something when we are not. By the way, the endothelium uh, tissue, uh, it's, it's, um, it's a layer uh, that lines organs and cavities of the body, blood vessels, heart, uh, lymphatic uh, vessels. Let's not think like doctors. Let's not pretend that we're something that we're not. Let's, let's think like people. Is there anything wrong with sharing this data that comes from the American Heart Association? I don't think there's anything wrong with sharing this data that comes from the American Heart Association. And this data from the American Heart Association is a conversation about inflammation because of vaccine, which is something that has been discussed very often, except when it gets discussed on Twitter or gets discussed on Facebook or gets discussed on YouTube. It's given one of those warnings or it's taken down altogether. Why? Why? If we can discuss vaccine, we can discuss issues with vaccine. Because, of course, there could be issues with a vaccine. I'm not even anti-vax. I think there's issues with everything out there. Well, Tony, they rushed it. I have said this from the beginning. I want to be perfectly clear. You You will never ever, ever get me to believe that Pfizer rushed a vaccine that could actually kill millions of Americans in order to make Trump happy. That didn't happen. Stop it. You know I'm right. I don't know why we're arguing. We could be drinking bourbon together. Stop it. Knowingly, no chance and no way. Unknowingly, I wouldn't know. And neither would they. But even that shouldn't be our conversation. Our conversation should be, what's wrong with sharing this information? Nothing. And the people who blunt this information, stop it from getting out, try and uh, 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 limit you and censor you, those are the awful people. Why is the Associated Press writing it that 800,000 people died from COVID when that's not it? But 800,000 people could have died with COVID. COVID. Do we understand? 
There's a difference. And we should be able to honestly address the differences. We should be honest and clear with each other. And you should be honest and clear with your own families and with your friends. And you should never, ever be afraid to discuss what's happening. And be open to what it is the science teaches us. I, I, I can't believe that we're still doing this. But it's because of this that I call my shot. And I'm telling you that lockdowns are coming again. I'll get to more of it. Don't, don't. We got a, we got a lot of show. I, we will get to it, I promise. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz.